BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. LPN Deep Dives presents A Court of Thorns and Roses. With Natalie Jean and Jackie Zabrowski. Very cute Helion. Yeah, do I look like slutty Helion? Well, I mean, he is slutty. He is slutty. He's he's proudly slutty. He's proudly slutty. Um, I can't believe this Amazon crown that I purchased hurts so much. Oh, it hurts? It looks so good. I think that's the trade-off if you're going to buy from a big, fast fashion place that either it's functional or it is fashionable. I don't think you get both. I mean, this is, you know, supposed to be like sexy toga and like, it's not. It's It's see-through. It's crushing. It's It's working for this. (laughs) Working for this. Also, okay, look, I got this whole glove. Whoa, where'd you get that glove? Really great Etsy uh, design. uh, Oh man, I should probably pull it up if I'm going to talk about it. Let me pull her, her thing up. And you... Man, my entire TikTok is Taylor Swift. Why? I blame Holden. Yeah. She's talking around my phone too much. It's cruel summer. I hate when I have Taylor Swift stuck in my head. Yeah, it's it's this this Etsy uh, shop owner called the Red Fox Shop. She hand makes these favorite sleeves and they're great, except... You need my fingerprints whenever my computer gets slow or like whenever it goes to sleep. So it won't go through the thing. I had to take it off. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. But otherwise. Who cares if your computer goes to sleep, Natalie? Put on the glove. It looked great earlier. And I will wear it again. But right now. Every time you have to touch the computer, you fully have to take the glove off. And I would like to. I want to see your dedication. You'll have to help me undress. (laughs) I'm wearing like a long sleeve dress gown. Um, Also, I just sometimes I like to shout these people out because I think that their products are amazing. I'm not doing any promotions. But there's also a really incredible account called Listening Stars. I'm not sure what their real name is. But they have done these stunning Akatar page overlays. Um, they are intending to do the entire series. Is it like the old school when you could like get the whole like desktop, like we had the theme of like the Blues Brothers? And then every time you would click something on your laptop, not on a laptop, but on your like full computer, it would be like, we're on a mission from God. 
I don't think it's like that. Um, it, they're physically paper. Oh, it's paper. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I think that was a fever dream you had. Oh, my. Well, now I need to bring Henry in here because I'm not crazy. You used to be able to put these, like, overlays on your PC uh. that, like, everything, like, was, like, everything on your desktop matched it. So, like, the, the okay, Ryan knows what I'm talking about. The words, like, the bat, like, you would have, like, a picture of the Blues Brothers. And every time you would hit the start, it would go, we're on a mission from Gad. You're both and gaslighting then, me. <laughs> gaslighting. We're gaslighting her. Um, this. The, Do you the want pic- me to stop talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, I love, I mean, Blues Brothers, first movie, one of the best comedies I mean, of all it's time. a great movie. Reanimation from Gad. Remember that? I do. Um, also, great stunt scenes in that movie. Um, the page overlays, however, uh, are fantastic, and they're doing them in like chunks. But they're basically trying to create an entire graphic novel to insert into your book. And you guys should totally check them out. I bought the first section that's out so far, and they're gorgeous, and they fit right in your book. Cool. And they're like half see through. It's hell really cool. yeah. That's just a little. To tell you all I about. think it's great because then it gets you even hornier because you're seeing the pictures rather than having to go all the way to my phone, open up so I can like be like, oh, how hot is Helion? And then I go, oh, <laughs> oh he's yeah, hot. he's real hot. He's really hot. I don't want to use my imaginations. I mean, I tried to dress up like Helion today, but again, I can't match. You no, know, you're doing perfect. A, a god amongst humans. You look great. Thank you. I mean, I'm. I'm. I have main character syndrome. You look, look at me like, dressed as fairy. Right I now. know you look like a goddess amongst humans. Mm. Just me and my coffee. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> These are the humans. I'm talking about the you coffee. No, no, no coffee. I love you coffee. Yeah, you are the goddess coffee. Coffee. Mm. Okay. <laughs> we are getting to part three today. We are not going to stretch this out again. No, we're not going to just have Jackie yapping, even though I don't know if you can tell, yappy but I'm Jackie. in a bit of a yappy mood today. I <laughs> <laughs> And this is a threat. <laughs> you're recording an audiobook, you're doing another podcast full-time, and you're about to go on the tour with your other podcast, and you're still yappy? Still yappy, man. Can't stop it. you got a lot to say, folks. I've got things to say. All right, well, we laughed... We left off last time at... Pretty I am. (laughs) It's going to be bad. Uh Uh-oh, this is one of those. I'm looking at myself. You look great. Thank you. You really do. We left off at the uh, victory that Feyre had achieved uh, at the end of chapter 46, where she had gotten six of the seven high lords to stand alongside her. Damn. All right, girl. Girl That's why you're dressed like a girl boss today. Also, the dress is perfect. Ah, oh, killing the fits. Again, this fashion is unbelievable on this episode. Again, this is, I think, something to do with that. I didn't go to prom. Uh, I'm now just going to buy all the dresses. I, I understand. Um, I mean, I put in slutty toga into my search engine to find this outfit that I'm currently wearing. So what does that say about me? I didn't have enough experiences in high school. <laughs> We both had a lot of experiences. I think we had a lot of experiences. But they in were high like school, not the good kind. Yeah, they were bad. So these are good ones. So this is like I'm going, oh, should we throw a toga party? <laughs> oh no. Yeah, a wet toga party. I, I imagine it were toga parties fairly wet. I've never been to one. You think I've been to a toga party? I think maybe you've been to a toga party. Those are like frat things. Oh, is that all it is? Is I that think why so. we haven't been to toga parties Probably. before? 
Do they? I guess they must pull off each other's togas and like slap each other's butts I think with the togas. In your, in your dream version, <laughs> in your fantasies. Um, so the next that like brief moment of glory at the end of chapter forty six is kind of over when chapter forty seven opens because it's Pharaoh watching the lords all argue and needle into each other over the next several hours. So they've all agreed, but then they're all like, no. I want my army to wear the sparkliest outfits. If that's what you fight about in battle, right? Fashion. Um, and so if you are going out there to die, you better look good doing it. I agree. None of them want to show too much of their hand, especially because they still don't fully trust Tamlin. And Tamlin is there, present in the meeting. Mm-hmm. The meeting goes deep into the evening, and Thaizan offers them all a place to rest to pick up the bickering the following morning so they don't have to go back to their courts. So they all disperse for the evening, leaving night and winter courts as the last ones there to await their escorts to their little suites they're getting. As this is the first time night court has been able to convene for that day alone, Azriel mutters an apology over his behavior earlier. He was a bad, 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 bad boy, but don't they make you feel so good? I mean, it's a little bit of a ducky move if we go back to that that trope of oh yeah and pink. yeah you are right but in my head it was like really difficult to mesh the, what i think of asriel and ducky into one human being yeah quite a fit i'm sure he would wear um yeah so he he says he's sorry he seems really detached and empty because again he is pining after a woman who was uninterested in him. Mm. Vivian seems inclined to think Eris deserved it but Callius is more concerned that Baron won't ally with wait I always fucking forget if it's Baron or Baron Baron I think that we've been say right Baron I keep hearing I keep seeing Baron Trump which is yeah bad. so that's what we have to distinguish He's, I mean, it's fitting, but. Yes. Um, not Baron Trump, Baron. Um, so Callius thinks that Baron won't ally because of all of them fighting with the Autumn Court. So, you know, Baron's like 100% ego based. And so we don't really know if he's going to like be able to like get out of his own head and just ally with everybody. Moore tells the group that she's confident he will simply because he's not courageous enough to go against the other courts, Damn. which is fair. I mean, probably also true. Yes. As Reese and Callius discuss the size of their armies, <clears throat> Vivian tells Moore with affection that she knew that they would fight next to one another one day. They are then escorted to their suite of rooms for the night and guess what? It's fucking gorgeous. Of course it is. All of it carved from that sunstone, bedecked in jewel-toned fabrics, broad cushions clumped along the thick carpets, and overlooked by ornate golden cages filled with birds of all shapes and sizes. I'd spied peacocks parading about the countless courtyards and gardens as we'd walked through Thaisan's home, some preening in the shade beneath potted fig trees. Except there, imagine just how, God, it's just like so beautiful everywhere. You want it to be so peaceful, but it just, I do love an aviary, but they do, you are covered, there's poop everywhere. Yeah. Poop everywhere. I bet that these are uh, like spelled to be 
like light and Do you think they take their poop holes away? No, I think <laughs> that when their poop comes out, the poop goes to like a poop hatch. Oh, like it, it like that is unseen. It. Yeah. Oh, okay. It winnows it away. I don't think that goes to their butts. <laughs> <laughs> because then all of a sudden they're gonna go, and then all the poop's poop gonna come, come out, out of their mouth. That's how that would work. <laughs> it's um, gotta go somewhere. <laughs> I can tell you were doing audiobooks earlier because you was a very like. That was a beautifully you tr- transcended into this other character when you started. Oh, playing. thank you. Yeah. Yes. The Valerians are dispersed about this this sweet room that they all share. So they basically have like a commons area and then all the rooms kind of go off. And that's where they all are sitting. And Feyre is watching the others as is shadowed and brooding about his um, temper explosion. Moore is watching him, but sitting with Cass as he massages her feet, which what a good deal she gets, man. This is the thing. Fawned (sighs) over by these big, hunky bat boys? Like, I wouldn't stop it either. I get it. I do. Feyre feels guilt about her angry magical display, but Reese seems more impressed with how powerful she truly is. Yeah. He kind of reiterates the feeling, suggesting that she didn't fully understand how much more BDE he had than the other High Lords. So she, she like, she knows that he's more powerful than, than them, but I think her watching him in action amongst, amongst the other High Lords was like a little bit of a... Okay. Okay. Can't okay, wait now. to get alone with you. Show me your powers. Show me your powers, High Lord. How did I mean she must call him High Lord while fucking, right? High Lord. <laughs> my High Lord. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, my High Lord. I just I was doing a sex voice. That was a sex voice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not a big talker. I I knew I knew it was a sex voice. I went, wow, sex voice. You're like, oh, so hot. Oh, uncomfortable for family <laughs> with your sex noises. Oh, I, I learned. Do? That's just a Kardashian. I do want to read out something that I was talking to um, my friend, Dr. Jordan, who is a, a sex therapist. Yes. Because someone reached out, um, Jesse, reached out talking about how... Um, how often Mass says that Feyre's breasts harden, oh, yes. and and they were wondering if like, do your breasts actually harden when you get horny? And I did ask Doctor Jordan, and Doctor Jordan said it's a yes and a no. When breasts get engorged, they swell with blood, which is why our nipples get hard and the breast tissue can get more hard. But it's not like they turn to stone hard. It's just more blood flowing and swelling. It's similar to why breasts get harder during menstrual cycles because of the hormones and retaining fluid. They get harder. Hard in this context means swollen, not turned to stone. So it's not they don't get filled with blood like an erection? No, but so they're not just like that kind of hard, but they can. But since blood is flowing more freely, they get harder than they would be before, which is probably what she's referring to in these sex scenes. Probably. Learning things. Does she also uses the term tighten, though. Her breasts but then, tightened. But then that would make a lot of sense, too, because of the flowing, too, because they're getting a little swollen. So it feels like you're, are you getting turned on by my sensuality in mm. my slutty toga right mm. now? Mm. It's not slutty enough. I mean, we could just take a, some scissors. I could just want. cut the breasts out of it and just have my breasts peek out like I'm in clockwork orange. Yeah, but like yeah, in yeah. a sexy way. But in, in, in a consensual way. Um, yeah, no, that makes sense. 
I think that that's a pretty common. That's bodies are so weird. Man, it's so weird. I just never would have thought about it. And this makes that just makes a lot of sense. Erections are blood, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why they get all hard too. So, but that's really hard. That's that's harder than the breast get because I right. imagine they're just since there's so much more tissue. Can you imagine if breasts just like went up? <laughs> we just got covered in your face. That would, but then that's the thing is that we talk about people that have penises and like imagine having to hide boners all the time. But what if all of a sudden our breasts were in front of our faces? Hard to oh, hide that. I'm not horny. You can't put a book in front of that. <laughs> um. Thank, well, I'm glad that's not the case. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks, God, I guess. <laughs> thanks, Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Reese, she, she like, kind of notes, like, wow, you really have some pretty BD there, buddy. And he's, in his arrogant way, he doesn't deny it. Instead says that he, they also probably, the other lords didn't know until that day how much power he held. As they mull over all that has transpired in the meeting, she asks him if he really believes Tamlin is allied with Prithian. Reese says yes without hesitation. He goes on to almost express a level of guilt about not even giving him his chance to explain before thinking the worst of him. But, you know, kind of it's kind of his fault. Yeah. Kind of Tamlin's fault. Feyre tells Reese that she wants to check on Nesta, who is in her private room next to the little commons that they're all sitting in. Um, But before she can get up, there's a knock at the sweet door. Moore doesn't want to open it up to anyone, but Reese already, of course, in his powers, knows who it is and says, don't worry. And he opens the door to Helion. <gasps> That's me! That's my name! Yep. And hello. Ooh. You have to do a sexy entry. Okay, I'll, g- I'll go. Me, 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 me. Oh, see, I... Me, 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 me. My hand's the snake. That was a different a different method than I was suggesting, but <laughs> I like it. I'm sure. Is that not sexy when your hand becomes a snake? It, I, it worked on more. And I, and I charmed it. I charmed my own snake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd do that a couple of times, too, if I had a snake. Um... <laughs> I'm talking about masturbation, Natalie. Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't sure. Um, thank you for clarifying. You're that. welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, here we're introduced to a different side of Helion, likely the real version of him, because back at the meeting he was putting on a different set of airs. We'll say. So Favor was distrustful of him, and he acted as quite a bastard. It becomes clear quickly that Reese and Helion are actually quite chummy. Pharaoh realizes that she's seeing the male who gave her that seed of power that fills her with glowing when she's joyful um, and, you know, doing other stuff. Yeah. He was. <laughs> yes, sex! <laughs> yeah! He, <laughs> he winks at Pharaoh. He winks at Pharaoh and tells Reese he's going to fantasize about Eris's ass being beat by Asriel, and it becomes clear that he's a bit of a flirty bird. That is one way to describe it. Man, look it up the pictures of Helion. Oh, do yourself a flavor. I mean, if you guys are following enough, if you like these books enough to follow this podcast, if you're not looking up the pe- the people's arts of these high lords, what are you even doing? Oh, yeah. You got to see. We got to know. I, not, I need to know what I'm fantasizing about, especially after these scenes. I definitely needed to know what I was fantasizing about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was surprised by the toga. You were? Yeah. I didn't think that any... I don't know. I just feel like fashion is such like a high level of like 
accessories and like insanely intricate outfits that I was surprised. I was like, just a toga. But I guess if you're fucking that much, I mean, toga makes everything a lot easier. It's also kind of a baller move because he could obviously afford it. He's like, nah, I'm wearing a toga. But he has like, he's like bangles on and stuff. He's the snake bracelet. Oh, yeah. Do you think that he's wearing um, panties? Oh, why are you fingering that bracelet while you Well, I was it? fingering my Ouroboros bracelet as I was talking about it because um, he's he's got a snake. He's got this. Yeah. I don't, I'm going to say no panties. I think no panties because yeah. imagine just, ooh. The Sharon Stone. He just opens and he's switching he his legs. his legs. Just there it goes. That and also just like standing next to him in my brain, in my fantasy, I'm seated next to him. And right next to my face is just the shadowy outline of his penis in the like in the like light white gauzy mm. fabric. Okay. And I, I like go, that. oh, and then I go, is it, is it going to twitch? And I'll just say, is it going to twitch? You're going to say, is it going to twitch? Yeah, he's going to be fine with that, though. Like, he's, <laughs> it's consensual. That's a, I guess that's one way to initiate flirtation. <laughs> Use um, it as a, a pickup line anytime <laughs> towards someone that knows you and is <laughs> willing to accept this pickup line. But just see how it works. Try it on your partner. Can I make a twitch? I do think that that's a more appealing image than the uh, Sharon Stone leg, leg opening thing because it just doesn't work the same with somebody with a penis because the balls are just all like all stuck to the over seat. to one side. Yes, and... it's not the same beautiful image. And my problem is I don't think about Sharon Stone anymore. I only ever think about Britney Spears because as someone that hates wearing underpants, I think about it every time I'm getting out of a car. Oh well, that was sort of like. Maybe unintentional upstairs. I'm pretty sure that was unintentional. And also the bad, the paps. Oh, those paps. Get out of here. The paps. God damn it. Um, But he's a flirty bird, that hellion. Yes, he is. He banters with the two Illyrians and more, making very suggestive statements. (laughs) We have a bisexual king here. Yes, we do. The three of them in bed with him? I must have been blinking like a fool because Reese said to me, Helion favors both males and females, usually together in his bed, and he has been hounding after that trio for centuries. I considered Helion's beauty and the others. Why the hell haven't they said yes? <laughs> I love that that's her, because like, okay, we're all friends, right? Maybe not with Azrael, but like with Cassian? Why not more Cassian? This, I mean... Please, please. Especially, you got a thousand years of your life. You got to try some stuff. You You've know? got to. That's why, like, I, I am surprised that there's not more bisexual kings in this. Because you'd think, again, if I live forever, I'm stopping everybody. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do wonder, like we talked about before, that perhaps she just didn't really put the, I, the concept of bisexuality became known to her when, I mean, like, became more a part of her storytelling as she got older because she was more aware of her sexuality of the yes. and the world's sexuality, whereas when she started these books, she was a teenager and didn't really under, like, beyond her own things. Stratosphere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sexual stratosphere. Sexual Uh-oh. stratosphere. Guess it's out of this world. Hi, hey guys. Oh, no. Man, I mm. am killing it today. You are. And you are just <laughs> giving yourself flirty bird eyes. Well, I'm Helion. 
It's true. You're, you're just in character. I have to be in character. You better watch out, camera. Camera's going to slip right off of its tripod. All right, I'm right here. <laughs> I'm right here. Reese, mirror, 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 no, mirror, put it away. Mirror, put your snake down. <laughs> Reese laughs and asks if she'd like to invite someone into their own bed. Oh, everyone's getting a little riled up. Yes, here. they are. You just Helion's presence gets everybody all riled up. Yes, she brushes it off, but as Reese steps behind her and, and kind of like nuzzles into her neck, he says down the bond, "I think you'd like two males worshiping you." More cleared her throat. Whatever you're saying mind to mind, either share it or go out to another room so we don't have to sit here stewing in your sense. I would... S- I knew it was a stew. I think... Yeah. <laughs> I think that if I could talk head to head with my partner, I'd probably try to not do it in front of other people as much as humanly possible. Right? Well, yeah, we talked about this. You can't really hide that you're talking to another person head to head. If you're fighting, if you're flirting, stuff comes out of you. It's going to come out. And we'll also, oh, this change of the sense. Not <laughs> fair. It's not fair. It isn't. I'm so glad no one can smell when I'm horny. Yeah, no, that's that's like really a, like, it's again, you want to try to hide the boner. How are you going to hide the scent unless you put a bunch of magic spells over it or something? Or just a bunch of those car tree fresheners. Yeah, just start wearing Just constantly wear I'm like, no, 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 it's my new, it's my fashion, guys. Mm, everyone loves a thick car scent. <laughs> Um, they all laugh, but Feyre's also, like, ready to have sex with Brees, like, immediately. Damn. Helion and Cassian begin discussing their armies because Helion wasn't revealing much during the big meeting. But he's also still simultaneously making eyes at Moore. And suddenly Moore is giving hungry eyes. Yes, bitch. Right back at him. Feyre worries for Az, and I just... No one's handling this very well. So... She's doing all of this in in the room with everyone, and Az is sort of like in the back of the room like this. Brooding. And Feyre's like in She's so nosy with everything, so she's also like observing all of this happening around her. And it's just like, everybody, we can be adults here. Why are we doing it like this? That or and break, and everybody just starts fucking. Oh, that, that's also There's an also option. that. Why not? Yeah, sure. Helion and Reese pick back up on the battle discussion because a lord can multitask while yes. this is happening. Um, so Helion says he also believes that Baron will play ball because his court suffered so much damage last time, including his quote-unquote beloved wife. Mm. Feyre asks him to expand, and he reiterates what was already discussed, that the Lady of Autumn's two sisters were tortured and killed in the war in an attempt to save her life. Helion seems especially perturbed telling this story. Why? I don't know. I don't know. When this has all happened, the lady was already married to Baran, and Helion explains the reason they wanted to save her wasn't because she was a child or because she was already married to a high lord, but simply because they loved her and wanted to protect her. Faye was thinking, hmm, you really know an awful lot about Baran's wife. That's interesting. Hmm. Hmm. She realizes that he was the one who actually found her after all of this happened. She can see in his eyes the rage going on behind them and is brought back to the moment when she saw Reese after he had ripped apart the ravens. So the the image, the face he's giving is just immediately making her think of her mate um, after he tried to. Yes, I was doing the face. I see that. It's really good. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> really, he's just leaving everything out. Yeah. Did you see the rage? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, rage. Um, <laughs> Feyre tries pushing him on why he keeps bringing up her marriage to Baron. When he found her in the war, she had been married to Baron for twenty years—a short time in Fey terms. But it was Moore who said coolly, "I heard a rumor once, Helion, that she waited before agreeing to that marriage for a certain someone who had met her by chance at an equinox ball the year before." Oh, you're going to drop that knowledge and not talk further on it? I don't think so. Because Feyre loves some hot goss. So yes. she's like, go on. Tell me more. Tell me more. Did you fuck her under the bridge? <laughs> That's a, that is a fitting. That's how old the actual actors they, of Greece were. I was were thinking of Kanicki while I said it. I was just like old middle aged Kanicki. Uh, <laughs> he was not seventeen years old. I didn't. It didn't cross my mind when I watched that movie as a, as a kid. But now, just looking at it, it is wow. Wow. When you're a kid, you think everybody's old looking. Yes. No, those are middle-aged people. <laughs> I mean, Rizzo can do no wrong in mine eye, but no, of still, course not. Um, she definitely looked like she chain-smoked and had three kids. Already. Oh yeah, same. With, I mean, that's why they were great together. You know, Kaniki. Um, you know, I would watch that tape of Rizzo and Kaniki. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, I'd watch it. She'd She's probably put on a good show. I feel like he'd giggle a lot, and I'm not into no, that. No, she would be much hotter than him. In yes, that that's what I'm saying. No, like, I'm not I wanna... attracted to Kaniki at no, all. No, not at all. I'm no. definitely, but Rizzo? Ooh, oh, yeah. Mamma Mia. I feel like she would put a strap on. Yeah, on. dude. Yeah. He like, I think he would like it. I think so, too. Um, So, Helion, still with the rage in his eyes, infers that it doesn't really matter uh, if she had met someone or not, because her family sold her to Baran before she could decide. When, awesome. Yeah, that's cool. I love it. When Favor suggests they had an affair, he doesn't deny it. She pushes further, and he admits that they continued an affair off and on for decades. But also really asking those questions, you know, like I think everybody has that friend. We definitely have a friend that will definitely ask and like a question that is borderline inappropriate. But the fact but like a question that everyone wants the answer. Yeah. To. So nobody's really mad about it's it. Like, well, you can. I mean, I didn't ask the question, but if you wanted to answer it, wouldn't that be interesting piece of goss? Wouldn't it? Mm. Maybe it'll feel good to get it off your chest. I don't know. And if you don't have a friend like that, that means you are the friend that does that. Oh, shit. I read that about, oh, if you don't have a naked neighbor, that means you are the naked neighbor. And that means I'm the naked neighbor. What? Wait. If you don't have a neighbor that you, like, if you live, like, where you can see it into other places, not like if you live in a full home, but, like, if you live in an apartment building, if you don't have a neighbor that you see regularly naked, then you are the naked neighbor. But doesn't that entail you being nude? I mean, do you walk around nude? I don't always close the curtains, but I also am free this I'm is a revelation. Body. This is news here. I'm free in spice. I guess then you are absolutely the naked neighbor. Good boy. <laughs> I am. And it's uh, very, it's got to be upsetting for them. I mean, they might, uh, it might be a, a really nice maybe thing. Maybe they love it. But also, maybe they shouldn't be looking. Maybe they shouldn't be looking. 
that is the thing a naked neighbor would say that like, <laughs> how dare you observe my breasts that I've pushed against the window? You're the one looking at them. <laughs> Thank you for letting well, me get this are. off my chest. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. I forgot my... I don't know what we're going to do because I didn't bring my pointer today. You could use your glove and uh, slap at it. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. No, don't uh, reach. No. Oh arms God. are going to fall off. Someone help uh, us. So we're uh, just a refresher. We're still all at the Dawn Court here, and it's on the the East Coast. You can't even see it. Your whole finger's in the way. I know. I don't have my pointer. <laughs> And the da- the Don the Court's like towards the north middle part. So this is where everybody still is. Just for every so everybody remembers. Yes, thank you. Um, and F- Helion continues on. So he's pr- pretty much fully admitted that he and and the autumn the Lady of Autumn have had a very long affair. And because yeah, we don't know her name, right? No, we don't know a lot of people's yeah. names. Actually, a lot of Faye's names. Um. We also never learned, like, we never learned Feyre's father's name. We never learned her mother's oh, name. Oh, yeah. We never learned the King of Ivern's name. We still don't know I mean, Reese's. that's got to be on purpose. I, I'm sure it is, because yeah. we still don't know Reese's last name. We don't know. Is I that mean, a surname? Who needs to know a surname? surname. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I never can remember which one that is. Um, so he says in that that she used to be all light and smiles, and now she is the shell that they observed before them today. This angers Feyre, and she demands to know why he didn't do anything about it if the woman he loved was wasting away. 
And Helion gets pretty angry about Mm. this, basically suggesting that she chose to stay, that he couldn't steal her away in the night. The conversation shifts, but suddenly Reese can feel Feyre stunned. What is it, he wants to know. While we spoke, I said down the bond. Helion is Lucian's father. (gasps) (gasps) Whoa! But it also makes sense of why we've been sleeping on Lucian. If he's got this sex pot of a father, imagine what he's like in the sack. Lush. Lush. Oh, no. I am your father. Yeah. Nerd girl. Much like most uh, uh, pop culture references, I know the comedy version of it, so I know that from Tommy Boy. Yes. More than When he's talking into the fans. Yes. Um... Okay, so Lucian is Helion's son. Dudes. But it is ridiculous to me. The one thing that did come up in this was like, no one thought about this. Oh, I know. Nobody thought about this? Yes. Feyre's the first person to put this together? It's just because of how extraordinary Feyre is. Uh, She's just, she's not like the other girls. She really isn't. Reese is shooketh with this, this realization. I let my gaze dart through the room half paying attention to Helion's musing on the wall and how to repair it, then dared study the High Lord for a heartbeat. Look at him. The nose is the same, the smile, the voice. Even Lucian's skin is darker than his brother's. A golden brown compared to their pale coloring. They ponder over the bond, like so they're speaking head to head, and surmise that perhaps... Why Baron and his brothers hated him so much was they kind of knew. Like, maybe Baron suspects, but would never admit to the shame that he couldn't control his wife. And also, speaking of scents, would the scent be, like, a hair different? Like, just enough that, like, he's like, well, he doesn't quite fit in. Because, right, I feel like if the scents right. are so strong, and I do wonder if there's something about, like, well, you're not, especially because he wasn't sired by their father. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's not, like... Yeah, I, I wonder, too, if the, in that logic that maybe, like, the Lady of Autumn, manip- like, knew and did something to, like, mask Lucian's scent or something. Yeah. Um, Reese admits that he's never suspected this uh, about this bio situation, but that it could mean that Lucian is possibly Helion's sole heir. Which, what? That's a big thing. Dude. He might be the high lord of fucking uh, day court one day. Dude! Ultimately, it has no bearing on the upcoming war, as they, they note. They are just a couple gossiping. The best reasons to get married. Oh, I love goss, man. Couple gossiping. Nesta enters this commons room where they all sit, and Helion gives her a sensual smile, and Feyre imagines it was hard for the Lady of Autumn to say no to this Lothario. Though it does appear that Helion caught feelings for that particular female. Nesta is not moved loinly. Nah, she's got her loins for another. She just stares him down. Helion tries to introduce himself formally. I don't care, Nesta said with a snap of her wrist, striding right past him and up to my side. I'd like a word, she said. Now. Man, she's such a bitch. Yeah, I love it. She just fucking rolls up. It's just like, hell no. She straight up talked to the hand him. She did. Because the face ain't listening. (laughs) See, that would work even better in their world. You're welcome, Faye. 
Yeah. Um, Helion is shocked, but Cassian has to try to hide his laughter because that's very funny. But Helion can't believe that a woman would just be, you know, dismiss him like that. Feyre follows Nesta into her quarters, which are, guess what? Spectacular in pink, silk, and gold. I'm getting more angry as it goes on because I'm just mad. I can't want to be there. Although, I don't know if pink, silk, and gold is my fashion, personally. I do it for, like, a vacation. For a vacation, especially, like, overlooking, I'm going to assume, a sea? Uh, Maybe. I I can't see it. I can't. She doesn't have her pointer. I hate it. I can't see the map. It does look like it's overlooking the sea. It does. Yeah, I bet it's beautiful. Um, So Nesta is adamant that something is wrong and that they need to leave the Dawn Court immediately. She just has this feeling that she can't shake. And Feyre pushes what she means, but Nesta doesn't entirely know what she means. Just that something is bad, something is wrong. It's that sort of, you know, people have that sort of an intuition, too, when they can't tell exactly, but something's off. Yes. On this plane, however, this mortal plane, we might call that catastrophizing as well. Whoa. Something that I am... A little familiar with. I've never done it. Um, not that. Uh, yeah, I no. don't spiral. No, 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 no. I call it spiral in my day. That makes it fun and quirky. Yeah, because then it's silly. Because yeah. then I am the uh, Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. Of mental illness. Of mental illness. <laughs> mental illness. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So. Uh, you know, it could be that as well. But in Fey world, that may not be just acute existential anxiety because what? of magic. <sighs> it might be a real issue. Man, magic cures all, doesn't it? It also destroys a lot, it seems. But you we know. should ask Penn and Teller. They know a lot about it. I just saw Chris Angel live and... I cried. You're holding it. this over my head. I need to see Chris Angel now. We saw Chris Angel in Vegas. It was a thing that I thought would be really funny, and it was, but it was really actually great. And I cried. Yes, it's magic. Chris Angel. He's Chris perfect. Angel. Sorry, Jackie. Although I did, I will say I used to get confuse him for the guy that wrote the game. Because you've ever seen, you know, the dude that, like, the pickup artists, like, they, oh, like all, like, the playing, like, that game. Um, so in my head, Chris Angel does kind of remind me of the guy that wrote the game. I mean, he's a, he's a flirty bird for sure, but he seems like a nice man, maybe. I don't know. I, like, I'm, I fucking, like, I know Chris Angel's attitudes in life. I, I just think he had a good show. Name. He put a good show on. Penetrating the Secret Society of Pickup Artists, Neil Strauss. Oh, Neil Strauss. Yes. I thought you were talking about pickup artist guy. Um, the guy who does pickup artist. Like the guy who was telling you to nag women and stuff. Yeah, that's him. Neil Strauss? Yeah. It is? Wait, why am I confusing people? Oh, I was thinking of Neil Gaiman. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Neil. I was thinking of Neil, Neil Gaiman. Gaiman would never. <laughs> He would never do it. Yeah. Okay, this is not this is not going well. Um, this is going very well. We have to manifest, all right, our own destinies, and not by usurping countries. I'm not talking about manifest destiny. No, no more manifest destiny. Um, but Feyre, even though 
we know Nesta has uh, some kind of strange power we don't fully understand. Feyre is also doubtful because none of the others in the night court have felt anything wrong. Not that Nesta is lying, but maybe she's confused. No, Nesta says. I am not like the others. She repeats that the need to leave is paramount. But they are interrupted by Cassian storming into the room, attuned to what was going on in this room for some reason. Mm. Nesta tells him that she has a sense of dread. Cassian doesn't try to talk her down. Instead, says he will report to Reese. And so, I mean, if it's enough for her to, like, come in and actually bring it up, she's someone that, like, does not ask for help very often. Obviously, this meat, like... You can't gaslight her in this regard because she must feel something. Yeah, and Cassian's taking it seriously. And so he goes off and he he runs to to Reese. And the Bat Boys decide to, like, launch out into the air, check the area with their powers. Oh, I just want to watch them secure a perimeter so badly. (laughs) Yeah, you secure that perimeter. Oh, my God, keep me safe. Love a bat boy. Uh, after they check everything they can think of, they return and tell her they could not detect anything. They even checked Valaris and they checked on Elaine as well and all was fine. Nessa is not convinced, but as there was nothing to point out, the group goes on with their night, eating dinner in a private dining room with Helion joining them. It seems like he didn't have any acolytes with him. He, I, he was one of maybe the only ones with... It was like him and Tamlin didn't come with any other he people. He doesn't need anybody. He's just got wolf. his pure sex. Just him and his penis. Yes. That's all he's got. Callius and Vivian show up as they're eating, and Moore and Vivian go back to their gossiping. Feyre observes Moore giving looks to Helion throughout the night, and man, poor pitiful Azrael. He but just, Helion is pure sex. Like, it's really hard to, like, go, like, in, in these scenes, he's just oozing with charm and just everything that you want that, like, I, I don't even know if I could handle being around someone like that. Like, as much as, like, I talk a big game about sex over here. I saw um, your snake. You saw, me, 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 don't, I mean, I can't even do it in front of Natalie because she'll be seduced and I can't do that to my brother. <laughs> and I can't imagine being, like, being around someone that is, like, liquid sex i feel like i would immediately just be like i must leave (laughs) like i don't think i could like flirt with a flirty bird like that i mean it's a lot but more i think more can handle it more can certainly handle it yeah and and so she's doing that at the table and i don't think she owes asriel anything but it's just sad to imagine him just emo sitting at the table with his hair over his eyes just like trying to avoid them flirting with each other it's like i just beat a guy up for you but i guess that's fine you could just suck on him right in front of me okay (laughs) at least he can go write a song about it a rock and roll song oh my Um, god just as in his acoustic guitar show up outside of her like pink and gold satin room like i love you more i love you i love you i need you Great song. A really great uh, song. <laughs> sing, sing. I just thought more, he would more like go and write a song about how blonde women never like him. Oh, yeah, that that also could work. I mean, Asriel's got it. They make it pretty clear. He still gets other play, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Women love Asriel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's. He's hot. He's hot, Jackie. Uh, yeah. Don't ever suggest otherwise. <laughs> oh, I know. I know he hot. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's basically proposing sex at the table. 
And snakes up. Snakes go up. And as the night winds down, the group begins to retreat to their respective quarters. And Feyre sees Moore and Helion sitting awful close to one another in the sitting room. She doesn't know where As went. He's gone now. Shortly after she hears... Going to bed! (laughs) Just him just knocking over a cup. (laughs) I want to go to bed. I don't care. Have fun, guys, because I don't fucking want to be here. I like getting a good night's sleep. (laughs) I like being rested. (laughs) So, (laughs) So they're sitting very close together in the sitting room. And shortly after, as she and Reese are in their own bedroom, she hears the two of them whispering to each other. And then hears the door, the shuffling of feet and the, the door closing to Moore's room. Favor wants to know why Moore is doing this here and now because it feels a little pointed. Reese tells her that Moore is trying to avoid, that as doing that today scares her because she doesn't like to face the depth of his desire for her. But again, this is Favor meddling, and Reese is less interested. That they need How could, that would drive me insane. Be like, I would want to talk about it all the time. See, this is the issue. It just like g- drives me mad sometimes because I love goss. I love hot goss. I'll talk about anybody's goss. And I have a partner who doesn't like, who feels that like we shouldn't goss. That like we shouldn't. Have, and I'm like, come on, throw down with me, bro. Just a little speculation. Just, just, just like a bit of a conversation. About maybe, yeah. Just a conversation about yeah, other people's about personal other lives. About other people's personal lives that we shouldn't know anything about. But maybe we know little bits. And then I'll find out that he knew something that, like, I'll find out later on. I'm like, this is the sanctity of our marriage. Oh. You must tell me when you have goss. You are not allowed to keep it from me. I have to know the goss. And he's like, even if it's told to me in confidence, I was like, yes. That's what a marriage is. That's what, There's no secrets. No, I There's do. no secrets. There's some. There should be a. Couple. There's some secrets. They're allowed to have some secrets, I guess. Um, I can kind of get on Reese's side in the sense that he's been dealing with the same gossip yes. drama of this for 500 years. Yeah, and at that point, I'd be like, I don't want to talk about them anymore. They're still doing the same thing from three centuries ago. I am done. Imagine, like, it was difficult enough just getting through high school with, like, your, like, immediate group of friends that, in my brain, again, I always assume that all friend bases in high school had sex with each other. So I would assume it's like, but that was only four years of it. Imagine if it was forever. Gets a lot. I mean, I didn't have, I I hung out with adults as a teenager because I was messed up, but, um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and whenever the punk scene in Pittsburgh is very small, so everybody eventually had sex with each other. Yeah. yeah. And it was not great. It was not great. No, 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 no. It wasn't always very smooth transitions, we'll say. Um, but isn't that the fun? Yeah, it is. So, so Reese is trying to just, let's, can we just move on here? They need to work through as his love for themselves because he can't interject and deal with that. But she can't stop the meddling. She asks about Cassian. A wry smile. Cassian is going to have to decide some things too in the near future, I think. And he means Nesta, of course. Because we can smell what the loins are cooking. Mm, they can't hide their desires, no, apparently. they can't. Uh, they both ponder. Do you think their their scents smell like, an, like a gym? Because they both are like... 
I think especially like I, I you have to assume that like an unrequited love or like a love for someone like that that's not being responded to must smell differently mm. than one that is being responded to. Yeah. That like it must be just like this like sharper scent in the same way like how Az has his whole like you know grumpasaurus rex of just being like oh so like I imagine Cassian's penis is doing that too. Yeah, maybe just slamming itself against his jeans he doesn't wear jeans his linens Lin- yeah his leathers his leathers the leathers his leathers um there's been some really great candle companies who've made like the sense of different uh, oh my god that nesta candle that you got me oh but have has anybody done their mating bond smells as candles yes i want to smell it it smells like <laughs> old socks yeah well old bay is uh Feyre and Reese's. Old Bay Spice. The seasoning? Yeah. You don't remember who decided that? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I thought you meant there was an actual candle. I was like, wow, they did that, huh? <laughs> um, I'm just imagining that, like, the, the, the horny smells, maybe they're beautiful and flowery, and I'm being gross. No, they're def- there's no way they're beautiful and flowery. They have to be. I think that it's more... Earthy. Yeah, it's definitely earthy. And whenever something smells earthy, we're just like, it depends. Like, are you smelling a mushroom or are you smelling a groin? Whether I'm going to be disgusted right. by you referring to it as earthy. Right, 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 right. I mean, you know, I'm not going down. Never mind. No, Never mind. Not going down that road. Never mind. So they both decide at that moment that they want to maybe ponder over whether Nesta and Cassian are mated. And do either of them know that if they are? And they don't know. But they seem to think that there's at least a possibility of it. Then they shift their conversation to more tender things. And Feyre tells Reese that she is proud of him for revealing his true self to the lords that day. Reese asks her how she feels. And when she admits that she feels a little bit sad today... It is in that moment she decides to then reveal that she had looked for Reese's family's wings when she was in the spring court. So they're just sort of talking about um, what's gone what's gone on in the last few months. And she reveals to him that I had actually looked for your wings, uh, your family's wings whenever I was in the spring court doing my dirty works. Reese went utterly still and I took his hand, squeezing hard as he only said, did you find them? The words were barely a brush of air. I shook my head, but said before the grief on his face could grow. I learned that he burned them long ago. So he processes that information, and he thanks her for looking. And then he admits that he is happy that that Tamlin burned them. And it's likely a sense that Tamlin did it as a sign of respect and probably shame. That he didn't consider them trophies the way his father did, but something to banish from the memory of the, the you know, of whatever happened b- back then. Do they bury their dead? Because, yeah. like, in my head, I wonder that, like, is it, like, also, well, that's how they would get rid of it anyway, or is it more respectful to bury them? This is what happened in my brain. I just want to bring you to the conversation that was going on inside of my brain that asked me, that pushed me to ask the question. But then, would it have been more respectful if he had buried the wings, or is it better that he burned them? And then I was thinking, well, where do they put their dead? Do they turn them into dust? It seems like if you have that capability that you would. Right? Um, 
I know that we the, human confetti. The human <laughs> fey confetti. Ah, uh-huh. ah, Jackie. <laughs> I know the humans have a graveyard because they visited their mothers yes. before. Um, we learned something at the end of this book. I can't get to yet, but I don't think that they've ever fully described exactly what they do with their dead. But it seems to me like the burning of them would have been uh, an, in a, a sign of respect for. Yeah, Canada. right. So. You know, at least at the very least, he didn't see them as like a trophy that he should put up there as like a proud thing. So the two of them lay in bed together and the thought of Tamlin being so close, Farah's like, I don't think I can bang it out tonight, but I want you to hold me. And they do. And he cuddles on her and he puts his wing over her and it's very sweet. It's really sweet. The next morning, the gang is all in their commons, eating breakfast and preparing for a day of bickering with the other courts. Man, this is like being in the quad. I always wanted to be in the quad. Man, I'm talking about toga parties, talking about being in the quad. And this is coming from two people that did not have <laughs> that kind of college experience whatsoever. <laughs> I was in the honors dorm. <laughs> I just hung out with, um, well, I hung, I hung out with all the burnouts for sure, but they were all some really smart burnouts, but they were just like art kids. Yeah, and I was smoking cigarettes with a comedy group called Murder Fist. Yep. Smoking my cigs. Yep. Now you're just hanging out not smoking your cigs. Man, and I'm hanging out with the same bros, and we're not smoking any cigs and it's for the best and if you're smoking cigs you should definitely read the easy way to quit smoking by alan carr just throwing it out there interesting that's cool um Feyre notes that more seems withdrawn as they are getting ready in the commons not not at all glowing with the post-sex bliss she would have expected Cassian teases her about it, like saying she doesn't look great, and she throws her porch at him, <laughs> which is fun. When Reese enters the room freshly bathed, Feyre is filled with a moment of joy, despite the hard day ahead of them, as she thinks back on the night before when he had held her and draped his wing over her all night. But also, what do you think about more and seeming so withdrawn? Do you think because the fuck wasn't what she wanted it to be? Well, there is a discussion about it later. Yes. So, but what did you think at the time? I think... Because that's what I thought. I was like, there's no way Helion's bad in bed. No, no. I thought she was distracted by the Asriel situation. Yeah, because she banged it out right next door. Yeah. yeah maybe. Yeah. Um, I'm proud of Feyre for not banging in the same place that Tamlin is in. I'm very... I'm proud of her. No, that's, that's, too, that's too much. Because it's too much. And also, they were listening to more, and Helion fucked so much they had to put a shield, a sound shield up. Around <laughs> so, man, like, that's I wish family having sex right next to you. I wish there was a sound shield that you could have. Of how many times you used to have roommates, I used to Ugh. have roommates. Of just being like, I'm happy for you. Don't get me wrong, but also I've got to wake up in the morning, and if we could just put the theatrics on hold for a moment, I can't. <gasps> I would not even be able to tell you that was, you had bird roommates. Yes. Right. I do remember that. And they got to lay those eggs. Um, I've had so many roommates in my life. I wouldn't even be able to name them all. I'd have to make a list. And a lot of them 
were in houses where the walls were made out of cardboard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That you, or just how many times it would just be like a sheet that's like oh, distinguishing yeah. the two yeah, yeah, yeah. rooms. Yeah. I in my, in my Brooklyn apartment, I lived in a drywalled off corner of the living room in a loft that was meant for two people where six of us or seven of us were yeah. living. Yeah. At a window cut out of in the drywall for a hole, like a hole. Whoa, you and had then, a window. <laughs> into the living into room. Into the living room. Oh, my God. I had a room like that. And I had a curtain. As the door, but I was not having any sex with anyone, so it was fine. But I had to get up for work at 5 a.m. every day that time period of my life, and all of my roommates were just, like, coming in at 5 a.m. That are just hammered. up and doing lines, just, like, yeah. end of the night. Where you're Man. Just like, Come on. I miss being in my 20s. It's great. <sighs> no, it's, it's just shudder to death. It's the worst. <laughs> Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at the coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. So Feyre has these feelings of love and admiration filling her to the point of pain. It's hard to love sometimes because of the fear of something to lose. And she's kind of having that bittersweet moment. This day, Feyre's gone from a shining star to queen of the nights. Oh, inter- am I sitting next to a queen of the night right now? It's me. Her fashions are right up my alley, obviously. I'm... Really trying to not blow my fashion load, but this gown was so perfect for this episode, so I had to just do a full you look amazing. ball gown situation. So, yeah, she swapped a Starfall gown out for one of glittering black, and it's ebony silk overlaid with obsidian gossamer, and it's a big long skirt, Sick. tight sleeves, tapered at the points. Yes! 
that brush the center of her hand, and she says, do you want to do if, the, if I was a... She says, if I was a fallen star yesterday, today Reese's mysterious clothier had made me into the queen of the night. Mm. Queen of the night! Oh, it's much better than king of the night. King of the night. That's when Henry used to put milk on his chest oh, and shake it at God. me, and he called it King of the Night. That is, and he would shake it when middle in high school. He had so much hair on his chest, and he would shake the milk at me, and he called himself the King of the Night. And I'm traumatized. What does that even mean? I don't know. He sometimes would put a cape on. <laughs> Sorry, I have to continue reading this now. Your police police officer father must have been so perplexed by Henry. Oh, he didn't know what we did. Fair. The the rest of my companions had dressed accordingly. Can you imagine how hot that crew is in all glittering black? Oh, just showing up. Just like imagine all in line. Just being like, bam, bam. Mm. Oh, mm mm. They all travel. <laughs> also, they would probably be the only one of those courts who would be dressed in solid black, so it would like look really sick. Cool. Not like Toga Boy over here. Nah, I think he just got the one Toga with him. Yeah, they he all- didn't even bring any acolytes. Didn't bring any. They all travel to the meeting room and get settled with their other with the other courts. Everyone but Baron and his family has stayed overnight, so they're all there. It's a bit tense, but no one pops off immediately, at least. Helion is the first to speak, telling Tamlin that based on his review of all of the statistics that he has gone over with the paperwork, thanks to Tamlin, um, that w- it would be possible for Tamlin and Tarquin to hold the line until the other courts bring forth their armies once Highburn attacks. So Helion just basically said a bunch of war things. He's like, yeah, you guys can take care of it mm-hmm. based on all of the mathematics I've done. Tamlin snaps that he can't. Because Feyre destroyed his relationship with his army, to which I say, you, you did, did that, that, Tamlin, okay? You did that. You did it. Feyre also did do it, <laughs> but it was uh, on his fault. Yes. Definitely. No, she just encouraged. She encouraged the 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 coup He had already set up all the dominoes. She yes. just went like, bloop. Yeah, she just set him down. But before this can go any further, Nesta stands and gasps. <gasps> She looks taken aback as though she might be sick, but no one can sense anything else. Everyone's confused by her reaction. More more tries to ask her what's wrong, but Nesta can barely stand. She has that sweat and paleness that comes right before you pass out. All she can say is something before she succumbs to the vapors. Cassian lunges to her side, scanning for threats, but sees none. As Faber reaches for Nesta, she turns and vomits on all the fishies in the reflection pool. Not the koi! They like it. They'll eat it. Ew! Fish like puke. No, they don't! They do, too. Do they really? Yeah. Everyone's moving now, and Thazon with his healing powers of dawn and Helion with his curse-breaking abilities attempt to aid Nesta, but they can't find any sickness in her. Nesta, who's now leaning on more, tells them something is wrong, but not with her. Nesta moaned, body tensing as if she'd vomit again. But then we felt it. A shuddering through the earth, through air and stone and green growing things. The very ground beneath them shakes as a massive, invisible impact hits the room. It shudders as though a catastrophic earthquake has hit the dawn court, but then it's over. 
Feyre can feel Reese's power shooting out from the room and across Prithian searching and watches his face change and fill with sorrow. It's the cauldron. Reese swallowed a third time and the ground slid out from under me as he clarified. The wall is gone, shattered, across Prithian and onto the continent. He said again, as if convincing himself. We were too late, too slow. Ibern has just destroyed the wall. <gasps> oh, no! Oh, no! That's bad. Yeah, dudes. And especially, like, being able to, like, be felt like that. Mm. And I will also say, I'm about to congratulate myself, so hold on to your boots. I slept through my first earthquake the other night. Congrats. Which means I'm a real Angelina. You really are. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I finally made it. Yeah. I didn't know there was one either. I, I did see a note somewhere that mm. it happened. Oh, uh, you have your weatherman's notes. My weatherman's <laughs> notes, yes. Uh, <laughs> Keeping you abreast. meteorologist. Yeah, that is my job. I should, uh, I should be writing you notes when these things happen. Please. Dearest Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the clouds again. <laughs> I do think oh, it's cool you know about the clouds. I talk about the clouds all the time. And you know what? Jeff is very good at pretending like he cares and he does say that he cares he finds it very interesting it is interesting but i will talk about weather and clouds all the time you almost became a meteorologist i don't think do you think people know that right yeah 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 yeah. i had to drop out because i was too busy having fun (laughs) (laughs) that's what a theater major is for yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) not calc four no At the start of chapter 49, chaos has ensued. All courts disperse. And as Feyre travels with Rizan, she realizes that one of the reasons the king has sought her out is because she realized that she would be able to feel the cauldron's movements and therefore be able to warn the others. And so the king wants to steal Nesta for many reasons, but he he knew. He knew that she would be able to tell the others about the wall. Before they parted ways, Callius and Helion swore their armies to the cause, and Helion and Tarquin told Tamlin to get out as many of his people as he could and take them to day in summer courts. Before the summer court leaves, Varian has a sentimental moment, asking the others to tell Amran thank you. But then he immediately corrects himself, saying that he will tell her himself the next time he sees her, as if psyching himself up that she's going to be okay, which is very sweet. So sweet, but also pretty sure Amran can take care of herself. Yes. But very cute and sweet. It is very sweet. When they get back to Valaris, they gather at the townhouse along with Amran and Elaine. Reese tries to convince Nesta to appeal to the people of their village to come to Prithian, but Nesta is adamant that they will not come. Then Reese says, then they will die. They seem to be at an impasse about what to do when Elaine speaks up. A beat of silence, not an option. Then Elaine said quietly, we could move them to Grayson's estate. Oh, bland oatmeal Grayson. Oh, Grayson. Always good for a laugh. Isn't I he? don't think so. Oh, what a good time they must have had. I don't think so. Just Borosnoro. Even the name is Borosnoro. I know. I can't even picture his face. He just looks like a like a flat surface. Especially when everything else is so bright and filled. Like, it's like, I immediately, I think Grayson is the only character I didn't look up to see what he looked like. There's not really many drawings of him because nobody cares. Who draw him? <laughs> He's a yuck. He's a boro. He hates our kind. It's a thing. It's not even a yuck. He's a nothing. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a whatever. He's a whatever. 
but she speaks. You're the- a loser. I'm a winner. Put them together. Whatever. Remember that? We did this one. Whatever major loser. Whoa, that's more difficult and I like it. I like that one better because you do a swirl. Yeah, you do a swirly gig. Swirly gig. Swirly gig. Yeah. Sometimes um, I also like to pretend like my hands are birds. Well, yeah, Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Oh, um, my God, that is from Napoleon Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Should I not be doing that? Why not? I love, I, I am Napoleon Dynamite. We I, have come full it. circle around, right? I think that everyone was like, I'm so against it, but now it's been so much time that literally there's no, like, actual feelings about it. I, unfortunately, have never stopped loving that movie for one second. I get it. I love I it. I understand it. I saw that. That was my first movie that I saw in the movie theater multiple times. I think I probably did, too. It was great. Yeah, it's a good movie, still. Um, oh, God, do we need to rewatch Napoleon Dynamite? Anytime. Anytime, any day, name it. So, yes, Grayson is wh- a whatever, but Elaine's correct when she says that his fey-hating father has built a fortress. As much as there can be one against fey kind, at least, they really don't stand a chance against fey just by having walls, but it's better than nothing. And he has, in fact, grown a grove of ash trees, which is um, very dangerous. Faber recalls about how dangerous that is. The others aren't convinced it will help very much, but there seems to be few other options. Cassian offers to set up a guard around the property, but Elaine firmly says no that they will never accept help from Faye and will likely try to kill them. Which is cute because, like, Illyrians would just be able to, like, brush off Lop their heads right off their bodies. As they continue to debate, Elaine says something that her sisters do not like. I can speak to him. And I'm kind of in agreement here. It's giving the, oh, I have to to return his uh, AirPods. So I have to go over there one more time. Uh, just to, because of the AirPods, like, oh, don't give in. It's a bad idea, girl, you know, because she's not really over him yet. And no, and she's so weak right now. Can we just like not send her to talk to someone when she's like in this state, especially like, over him? Yes. And like, and going through like the whole cauldron situation, like how is she even going to like, she's not the same person that she used to be. So how does she think that she can do this? No expert would tell her to go see him after she's been in a cauldron. She's been in a cauldron. <laughs> but she feels she can convince him to let the citizens in. There's not really time to argue. So Reese and Cassie make a plan to head to the war camps and then to the human lands to be uh, able to basically guard Elaine while she does this. Nesta tries to interject and you get some of the first inklings of resentment from Elaine. Because, of course, as we know, Nesta constantly babies her. Mm -hmm. And Elaine seems to accept it, but is it because she likes it or it's because she feels like that's what she's supposed to do? So... she This this is one of those first times we see Elaine kind of stand up to, to Nesta and she says, no, Grayson hates you. (laughs) whenever nesta offers to help elaine get dressed for this journey she shrugs her off telling her that nuala and seradrin will help her i don't need you nesta get your own life wow which is a big probably a big moment for nesta being like what yeah because has that ever happened between the two of them i don't think so i don't know i tried to just do the the tool time sound but it didn't work Uh, uh. (laughs) um (laughs) It's close. <laughs> Thank you. That was the most pantering. <laughs> 
Yeah, good job. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Elaine leaves the room, and Nesta, who is attempting to remain calm, asks Fabra what's next. And Fabra realizes that she needs to have a task to distract herself from the fear. So Nesta needs uh, something else over here, so she's not thinking about over here. Mm-hmm. And Fabra tells her that she will accompany them to the human realm, and then will stay alongside them at the army camps. Cassian approaches and tells her it's time to leave and that they need to change, um, as in their clothes, mm. that it's not really great to fly in dresses. Nesta, uncharacteristically quiet, eventually mutters that she's never worn pants before, just like a dugger. Oh, my God. Do you think she's like Jana? Jana still is at home. I, I know. I know it. Which, which, which dugger do you think Nesta is? I mean, she Jill is the one who's stepped out the most. She's okay. the one with the most um, audacity, I guess, in the dugger world. She's never worn pants. Let's just but stay she probably, inside of her skirts. She probably looks looks more like Jessa. Jess is the, the, yes. the bombshell yes. beauty. Oh, yeah. But it's never worn pants before. Mm-mm. My grandmother never wore pants her entire life. Also never wore a bathing suit. That seemed like that sucks. Yeah. Is dude. that why she was mad? I think that's why she was so bitchy. <laughs> that sucks, man. No pants, never a bathing suit. And in my brain, maybe that means she was swimming in the nude. But I oh, don't think just, that she was. It was too much clothes. Yeah, she so wanted much. less clothing <laughs> on. Oh, she's a naked neighbor, too. Is that is that Slang heritage? them panties, Grandma. Is she also the naked neighbor? She must be. Maybe that's where I get it from. Yeah. So it's hereditary. Uh, it's, it's hereditary. This is but not the generational. Movie. It's what I bring. It's what you bring to the table. Yeah. Um, and Cassian tries to make like a little joke about it to calm, like calm her down and saying that he like something about the world would wouldn't be able to handle it if she had to have pants on. Um, cause he's cute. Cause she's got a nice old butt. Yeah, dude. Um, but it's clear that for everything moving forward, she's going to have to get used to this because they're going to war. She can't really wear like a hoop skirt. Although I guess they used to make women do that, uh, which is fun. Cassian watches her, concerned, and when she tries to step away from his reach, he holds her wrist in place. There he places a dagger into her palm and tells her to kill any human man who tries to touch her. He he patiently rattles off a list of basic defenses, as it has been decided that he he won't be joining them in the mortal realm. I I said that wrong earlier. Oh, well. so he is not going to the human realm, but uh, Resond and Azriel yes. are, I believe. So he just basically, he kind of just like holds her hand and tells her like little different things that she can do to defend herself. Oh. And then says to kill anyone who touches her. Cute. That is technically cute. It is cute, but I love it when my boyfie is just telling, is inciting murder from me. Yeah. My sister said nothing as Cassian showed her the sensitive areas on a man. Not just the groin, but the inside of the foot, pinching the thigh, using her elbow like a weapon. When he finished, he stepped back, his hazel eyes churning with some emotion I couldn't place. Feyre then heads out alone to Amran's apartment, where the female was still poring over the book. Amran's annoyed at Feyre's presence, but she won't be cowed. Mm-hmm. Feyre wants to know what Amran knows about the creature at the bottom of the library. 
she realizes that she's going to need something great and terrible to keep Reese from having to sacrifice himself. And she still hasn't figured out how to get the Ouroboros from the, for the bone carver. Amarin, annoyed, tells her that the creature's name is Briaxis. And this was interesting. I was wondering if there was any back, if there was a reference point for mm-hmm. that. And the only Briaxis that, that has been um, like documented largely is a Greek sculptor of the third century. Um, that was a while ago. That was a long time ago. <laughs> Um, and she does love Greek mythology and Greek history, so I don't mm. know if that's a direct connection to that. But gotcha. He he was a sculptor who like carved kings' tombs and stuff. Sick. Um, but that's a cool name. I wonder why there's only one Briaxis. Yeah. In all of history, um, Amron seems to want to dissuade Feyre in her own cynical way from making any more bargains with any creatures, but Feyre doesn't care. She gently but firmly says that Amron is coming with her. To the library immediately. So she is taking her high lady stance here and saying to Amarin, I know that you're terrifying, but I do need you to come do this with me. Yes. Feyre and Amarin make their way to the bottom of the library pit and stand in the utter darkness. Feyre tells the dark that she wants to speak to it. One. Wait, what did I do the voice? Why does not summon me? <laughs> I don't remember if that's the voice. I, I think that's it. it. I love it. Feyre's like, well, I did. Feyre tells Briaxis. It's crazy that she could just go down there and be like, Briaxis, come here. Hey. Come here. Oh, come here, baby. <laughs> um, I think that the inference here is that because she is high lady that the that Briaxis responds to her when she's oh, commanded. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. In my brain, though, it is like reminiscent of like the nothing, though. Oh, yeah, totally. Just like eyes in the dark. Oh, never-ending story. Yes. Um... Such a good movie still, by the way, if you haven't watched it. Holds up. I love it. Uh, so Feyre tells Briaxis of the war and that she needs another bargain. Briaxis is like, war, violence, I'm listening. Uh, Feyre offers perhaps freedom, but old Bri says, I, I don't really want to leave. This is my home, but maybe a nice little view. Sunlight and moonlight. The stars! (laughs) I opened my mouth to say I wasn't entirely sure that even as High Lady of the Night Court, I could promise such things. But Amran stepped on my foot and murmured, A window high above. Feyre then sort of is like, well, that seems relatively easy. I mean, you say that it's easy, but like he's down there in the dark. How the hell is she going to get a window down there? I guess... You could spell something to look like a window, or you just have to go to the very tippy top of the mountain peak. I don't really know. That or you put, like, a screen on the outside so he thinks he's looking at the window, but it's not the window. VR. It's like Yeah, it's like a VR thing. It's like what you put in bunkers so people don't go mad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that. Um, so then after that, it seems like it favors like that. Okay, I can probably do that. Then Briaxis is like... Wait, can I just go to town on all the soldiers? Will I be able to hunt without restraints on the battlefields? Drinking their fear and dread until I am sated? I mean, you sound very cute. And I do want to give you all the things that you want. But I think that, are you a gremlin? I think that, I'm just imagining it this small. But then it just like opens its mouth and just like, Whoa, oh, it's huge. So 
Uh, basically, then realizing Feyre realizes this is another Fey loophole issue. And so she starts going down all the lists of things, hopefully making sure she tied all the loose ends. She's like, you can go out and you can do whatever you want to this side, but you are not permitted to go and do that to this side. How is he going to distinguish? We don't know. Maybe sense. Yeah, I think whatever. He, uh, I already don't understand how people could distinguish when you watch those battlefield scenes. I'm like, how do you know which one's your guy? Well, that's why they debate over who gets the sparklier outfits. Yeah, you got to wear sparkles on the battlefield. So you can tell each other, you know, you got to wear like a matching bracelet. Like, that's us. A little flag Aww, like they do yeah. on tours. Yes, or like a spin top hat, like one of those kind of like... Uh, what what are they called? Dorco hats. I just thought they were called a spin. spin Is that oh really? Um, But you'd be able to see it. I knew it. You'd be able to see it on the battlefield. Oh yeah, you certainly would. But then Briaxis says deal, and another tattoo goes onto Feyre's arm. That's a lot of bargains. She's a lot. She's a lot of bargain tattoos on her right now. Feyre goes back to Reese with another band joining that first bargain band on her arm. Amran is still looking over the book despite the wall being gone because maybe there's a good recipe in there, you know? Slowly, each of the members leave the townhouse until only Feyre and Reese are left looking over it. They take in their home with a hint of sadness, knowing that they are going to be going away for an undetermined amount of time. She tells Reese what she has done, and he's not even mad because at this point he should probably know that Farah's gonna figure out. And Farah's gonna And so she explains the bargain she's made with this creature and then says that the carver can go rot because they don't have time for games. It is the time to head forth to the unknown. They again both are forlorn as they observe Philaris. Reese wonders if they will see it again. We will says Pharaoh. And when that night-kissed wind winnowed us away, away into war, away into untold danger, I prayed that my promise held true. We made it! Oh my God, we made it to the third segment. Well, there was a lot that happened in the second part of this book. It could also be because we... Just go on sidebars a lot. Yeah, we've got lots to say. I got so many thoughts. But no one can put us inside of a box until we get put into a casket. I don't want to be in a casket. No, I don't want either. I want to turn into mushrooms. Yeah, that's what I want. I want to be buried in the dirt. That'd yeah, cool. turn me into mushrooms. That's one of the things they're starting to do. Um, that's what Luke Perry did. Is it? Yeah, man. Luke Perry turned into mushrooms. That's cool. Yeah, dude. I mean, it takes some time, but I can't wait to feed them. Hopefully, they're psychedelic, and hopefully that will—I want someone to trip on my sustenance. On a Jackie shroom. Yeah, dudes. (laughs) Wouldn't you take a Jackie shroom? Of course. Well, your family, you would kind of have to— it's kind of part of the deal here. Everybody has to take mushrooms at your funeral. Yeah, and it's all made of me. So you have to, you can't have the funeral until about like five or six years after uh, I die. But okay. that'll be fine. But I mean, I want to go the way of like Willie Nelson wants to be smoked when he dies. Tupac Shakur got smoked when he died. It's pretty fun. I, th- I think it's I think it's just a fun like just a silly little thing that you get in like you have to read it out from the will and be like oh god do we really have to do this? However, don't throw your ashes at pop stars like Pink just got thrown at. Oh yeah, and she went no thank you. Yeah, that was that was very awkward. And yes. Stop yes. throwing things. Don't and don't give 
the ashes to someone that that doesn't ask for them, doesn't asking, want them. Doesn't want them. At least she didn't throw them loosely onto. That's people. true. At least it was in a bag. Uh, can you imagine? Yikes! Um, can you even imagine it? Well, that was fun. We're going to go to part three, and then we will be through the third fucking book. Yes! So excited! Summertime, summertime in the face world. Yeah, lay it down. (laughs) That was a terrible song. I loved it. Please read up until chapter 59 or page 531 in the paperback edition. There unfortunately is no erotica grappling this week because we are running short on erotic scenes before we hit silver flames. And so we're trying to stretch them out a little bit. Um, That being said, if you are a fan erotica writer of any ACOTAR themed scenes, we'd love to use those, but we just want to make sure we have permission first. So if that is you, if you've written some fan erotica uh, of any of the uh, Akatar books, give us a shout at the Last Podcast Network, T H E Last Podcast Network at gmail.com to submit those and we love to read them. Hey, babies! For more fairy talk and hot touch, join us every week here on LPN Deep Dives Akatar, available wherever you get your podcasts. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio... And producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 